Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. Delighted to say I'm joined by Super Mac, Malcolm MacDonald. Good evening, mate. All right, how are you, Steve? Very good, good to see you and uh, plenty to talk about. Even though it is the close season, uh, it's never a dull moment at Newcastle United. And uh, our first uh, player through the doors, uh, Mac Target, of course, somebody we're all familiar with, uh, with after a successful loan spell. Um, and this is the little quote that we got from uh, the official club uh, Twitter feed. I hope I can be part of this club playing in Europe. And if we can try and do that in the next few seasons, it would be massive achievement. I'm also not going to give up on playing for England. That will be a main target going forward. So first one through the door, Mal. Delighted to have him, uh, despite the uh, you know the the negativity surrounding that potential move. People suggesting maybe his wife wasn't keen on the move, etc. But if there was any mm. doubts, it's now been allayed, and uh, he is a Newcastle United player. Yeah, um, yeah, good for him. Um, it, it, there was no guarantee um, at Aston Villa that uh, he'd get first team football. In fact, it seemed quite unlikely. Personally, I would take Matt Target before the guy that's replaced him at Aston Villa. Um, I'd like to see him getting forward a bit more. Um, I think that uh, the way that the Premiership is played, that it needs fullbacks um, to be a lot more adventurous. Uh, and, and I think that he's. He's very much a defensive fullback, and he, but he needs to get forward. But uh, no, I'm quite happy with his signing, and um, and and there's others on the horizon. <laughs> and of course, this is the, the the period of time where all the all the uh, the footballing websites, the newspapers, um, because they're they're having to fill column inches and and and, and program hours. Uh, that, uh, that, that there's all sorts of nonsense um, being thrown all over the place, you know, the, the, of, of all the different players that uh, Newcastle United fancy. Um, when they've actually said that they're, that they're, that they're um, in, a, uh, um, in a limited situation just at the moment, um, that it can't be a massive rate spend over the summer. I think they've quoted 60 million, haven't they? Yeah. Um, but but nevertheless, I think that uh, um, uh, uh, there's uh, Nikita Key sounds as if um, that's a runner, a serious runner. Um, and it could be very interesting, could that one? Very mm. interesting indeed. Um, Something that might affect that is he's just gone off injured. Um, he is playing tonight. Uh, he's gone off not badly injured. It's um, it's it's a hamstring injury uh, by the looks of it. So um, he has limped off. But, uh, and he's only a youngster, isn't he? Oh yeah. dear. Do you know? Uh, hamstring. There's a pi picture of him going off there, Mal. Uh, injured really? for the for the France uh, under twenties team. Yeah, French under twenties. I always get concerned and quite suspicious about hamstring because it, it's it's one of those things it it, it keeps recurring and mm, oh dear well I, 
I, I shall keep looking out on that to see if he recovers quickly from it. And that might be a good sign, but if it, it, it takes a while, because he's with the he's with the French under twenties, isn't he at the moment? That's right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, <laughs> let's hope he's well. Let's hope let's hope he pulls through. Um, the other one, yes. the the other one, other than Hugo Akatike, is uh, Sven Botman, of course, uh, potentially yes. going to be wearing a Newcastle United shirt. Um, you know, this is one that we were keen on, of course. Uh, last transfer window in January, um, but mm -hmm. uh, it sounds as if Newcastle United have agreed a fee with uh, Lille for Sven Botman. Talks are clearly ongoing with regards to uh, personal personal things with with the agent, etc. Sure, but he's involved in um, international football as well, isn't he? At the, at the moment, and yeah. So really, he's got to concentrate on on playing his games um and then once that's all over then then you can get down to uh transfer talk with agents and and, and other clubs and what have you um but it, it's it's always difficult uh when you when you're called up for international because you're tired from the season you're really wanting to uh to impress um for your international future um, but at the same time, you've got all this newspaper talk and uh, and clubs um, continuing negotiations and what have you all over your future. And then you, and if that's the case, then you've got to actually um, start to work on uh, um, on on moving house and house and family um, to uh, um, an entirely new and different country. That's uh, going to be one hell of a summer for the lad. Well, both lads. Hell of a summer. Yeah, 100%. Okay, any questions for Malcolm? Get them in. Uh, Gibbo's uh, getting back from his holidays today, so didn't want to take the gamble of announcing them in case he didn't get back. <laughs> so he will be back with us. He will yeah. be back with us next week. Um, right. the other Thank, news, thankfully, uh, he's, not, he's not using airports at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other the other big news this week is the new strip malgam um new strips yeah. i mean you know we've seen we've seen plenty of these um it's the 130 years shirt um i think it's quite tidy i love the color and yeah very nice and the, the sleeve edging yes yeah I, I think it's i think it's a very neat tidy shirt is that um it's sleek i i found i found last year's shirts um rather bizarre because it sort of it had a a four on it in the way that the the the, the um the the fun 88 it was it was slightly uh, it wasn't square at all it was it was shaped in such a way that it just made the two central stripes look like a four um and i, uh, and I just i i didn't like the appearance of it at all um but uh but what I've seen of this uh, of this new season shirt, yeah, that'll do me. Yeah, it's neat, it's tidy, um, and it's good looking. Yeah, no, it is very nice. Give us your views uh, on the shirt and let us know uh, what you think in the chat. Uh, plenty of uh, plenty of time to go, so get your uh, questions and messages in. Uh, also announced today that the Premier League clubs have unanimously agreed 
to maintain the current £30 cap on away ticket prices for the next three seasons, Malcolm. Great news for those Newcastle fans uh, like myself who go on the road every season. Absolutely. Brilliant news um, because um, it, it's not just the cost of the ticket. It's all the travel um, that, that, that fans are, are, um, go to the cost of. Uh, and, and in the end, good heavens above, going to an away game, you know, if, if, if tickets, uh, uh, and they used to be at silly prices, some of the clubs, um, that uh, you, you could finish up um, spending maybe 120 quid on, on, on maybe more, maybe a lot more um, to get to, to see your team and, and, and get back home. And, uh, I, and I thought, no, travelling fans, you've... You, You've got to give all consideration to them that there are a lot of other costs than just the ticket price. So I think that what the football, uh, um, the, the football community are doing over this is absolutely right. Um, you know, the, the, it's only um, it's only a small percentage of what goes into the ground, but it's what they've gone through to get there and what they've got to go through again. Uh, to get back home and that's all got to be taken into consideration yeah no it definitely has um it's nice to you know to see the fans getting something early early from the, the premier league clubs as well it's so often we end up with uh you know with you know being the ones who get left behind or, or get ignored so it, it, it is nice to see the uh, the supporters getting uh awarded uh okay well i've got a few questions coming in so we'll go with richard morris's first uh he says who would malcolm buy if he had 60 million pound to spend on one player Yeah, um, but it, it, that's so limiting. Um, I, I, I think that um, the way that Newcastle are looking at it at the moment, it it won't be far off sixty million that they spend if and, and they'll bring two players in, and and they will seriously um, improve the the, the squad. Um, I'm, I, I'm I'm never never one to. Um, to go crazy with regards to the transfer market. When I when I was a manager, um, I, I I didn't really spend money at all. I, I always looked very carefully at what was already there in the club um, and, and how we could improve to, to get youngsters coming through into the um, into the first team. Um, but you, you, you can't always rely on the youngsters and, and the game very much now, it's, it's all so immediate. Um, I understand that, but there are, there are good players around who are nowhere near 60 million. And um, Newcastle aren't, aren't in that bracket at the moment, I don't think. Get, get yourself into the top six and then maybe you can start to think in that way. But... Um, um, but even then, I'm having the doubts. Uh, but um, uh, you, you look at Botman, terrific player, uh, Nicky Taki, um, uh, and the t if the two of those would have come in, that, that serious improvement um, to the side, and and it's all done for less than sixty million. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I, I wonder, and you know, somebody somebody tell me. 
Um, what Newcastle need beyond those two players that I've just mentioned, um, and, and, and for heaven's sake, who, who's really worth 60 million for heaven's sake? You know, when, because there's all sorts of other additions and what have you that go on the top, you know, players' contracts and what have you. And, and, and it finishes up, it's absolutely stupid money. You know, I, I, I've, I've been watching um, Grealish over the past 12 months and he cost a hundred million pounds do you think that he was worth that did he get anywhere near to being worth it, it, it the, the best i've seen him play was for 10 minutes um in the england game against germany you know and and, and other than that i really can't see where man united i'm um, sorry man city could um could reasonably feel that they were getting their money's worth from the lad. Yeah, incredible, really. Uh, Jordy Tumbalay says, Malcolm, having seen you play all of your home games for Newcastle, who was the toughest defender that you came across but still admired? Thanks in advance, he says. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, the, 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 there was a lot of dirty ones. Um, there, there were, but, and the question is um, phrased very very well i have to say um because you you can play against tough defenders but if, if they you know if they're clocking you with a with their elbows and uh, you know all the time seeking a foul you you can't have a, a, a respect let alone an admiration for them but there there were two defenders who played together and both were of a, a, an incredible resoluteness um, in the way that they went about the game. They were quite different players, but they complemented each other so well. And to play against them, by heavens, you had to really uh, uh, be absolutely on song to get any success against them. And that was Roy McFarland and Colin Todd, who used to be at Sunderland. Um, and uh, Roy McFarlane, he was as hard as nails, but he, he didn't go looking to foul you in any way. Um, if, if he did, it, it, it was never on purpose. Um, he genuinely was just going for the ball all the time, and he finished up getting himself seriously hurt at times. I've seen him um, uh, um, have a massive great gash um, across his forehead, it must have been about six inches long, um, and um, and he didn't even go down, wanting wanting the um, trainer to come on. He just carried on playing, blood everywhere. They wouldn't do that these days, of course, because because of the uh, the greater medical knowledge of, of what blood could uh, contain. Um, but uh, but back then it was just blood squirting all over the place and he didn't he didn't care he just got on with the game doing his job colin todd who played alongside of him where roy mcfarlane was very much an attacker of the ball in the air um and a and a hell of a good tackler colin todd he was pace real speed um and uh, i just had a very slight edge on him but it was very slight 
and and so to 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 make a shooting opportunity against those two players by heavens you really had to get your timing absolutely right um so um in terms of hard man roy mcfarland in terms of real pace and defensive acumen colin todd um so the, and the two of them they were together that was cluffy's choice um that uh, they were the two center halves that he put together when he was at derby um and they were absolutely brilliant together brilliant pairing Okay, um, next question is this one from Mag Debates. He says, Mal, which player did you really want when you were a manager, but the club could not afford? <laughs> it's a good question, that. It is a good question. Um, oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, um, uh, I, I went and looked at a number of players only to find that they were sort of out of our yeah, but um, I only ever bought one player, um, uh, and in, in and that was in over five years, um, and uh, it was um, a lad called Tony Seeley bought him from QPR. Um, very good goal scorer, excellent goal scorer. Um, paid sixty thousand pound for him, and I had to implore my chairman. I had to plead with him. I had to convince him that that the player really was worth that kind of money, you know. So, having having bought um, having bought him, um, in my time at um, at Fulham as manager, um, it worked out that I had that I had spent um, twelve thousand pounds per season. <laughs> that was it um and and still my chairman was complaining <laughs> um, yeah it it, it what well, it, it's a it's it's a very intriguing thing is the transfer market that you, these days it's all made so much easier because because you can you can bring up um on youtube and heaven knows where what other platforms you can you can bring up all of the games of that that you want to look at, at, at a certain player in you can more or less follow him all the way through the season um, without getting out of your armchair um which which is great these days but um but back in the 80s and and, and previously um you, you had to drive all over the country um, and, and and when you watch a player it's all very well watching him at home um, but it, I tended I tended to watch them far more away from home because that's that's the bigger test um, what are what, what are they able to do on somebody else's patch and uh, 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 and and it was it was an interesting it was an interesting I'm, I must tell you I, um, this was when I was managing Huddersfield and uh, uh, and and I 
near Huddersfield was a town called Halifax, and um, and and Halifax um, had a, an evening game. And I said to my chairman, I said, um, I said, look, I've, there is a youngster playing tonight at um, at Halifax, and I think that uh, we should go and have a look at him. He said, oh right, who is it? I said, his name's Dave, um, uh, David Platt. And he was only about 18 at the time. I said, uh, um, so let's um, let's get over there. He said, all right, oh, great. So over we went and we sat and, and for the, in the first 20 minutes, there was this lump playing um, sort of, it was sort of up front, but not quite up front. And, and it was just a lump. And, and, I, and I kept looking at the team sheet I'm saying, I can't, that's not David Black. I know that's not David Black. And but it was David Black on the team sheet. And and, and so we left um, after about 25 minutes. It was just a complete waste of time. And um, and of course he, he then signed for Aston Villa and he went on to um, play for England, score a lot of goals. But I know that the player that I saw at Halifax wasn't David Black. I was convinced of it. Um, they, they just didn't look, um, any, he didn't look anything like David Black at all. He was a bit too tall. He was a bit too podgy. Um, and, and I found that rather frustrating. Um, you know, who he was, I don't know. Um, but... Uh, it had me scratching my head, I have to say. <laughs> I bet. Um, some great questions coming in. Uh, you know, usually we get some of the old questions which we which we know um, and, and have, have answered many times. But these are these are really good. I'm, I'm I'll pick a couple of quick fire ones. Jack Hatfield says, "Best Newcastle player ever, uh, Malcolm, uh, Gaza or Alan Shearer?" Gaza or Alan Shearer? Mm -hmm. For you. Um, I um, I can't compare Gaza and Alan Shearer. Difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah difficult I one. I can't make the comparison because they're they're totally different players, played in different positions, and I, I'm I, I, I'm very loath to make comparisons. Um, I like to look at a player and just assess him for what he is, what he's worth, what he's capable of. Um, but start, if you try, look to make comparisons, or the only comparison you make is, is he better than what I've got in my team at the moment? Uh, and, and, and if the answer is yes, then, then keep looking. But, but Gaza was a totally different type of player to, to Alan Shearer. Both were absolutely brilliant. Um, uh, Alan Shearer, uh, absolutely phenomenal goal scorer, um, uh, and despite the fact that he, he lacked pace, he still he still got there. He got he made he made himself half a yard of space, and boy was he able to to uh, to, to crack his shots in. Um, uh, and Gaza, he was just a complete one off. 
absolute one-off. Never seen anything like him at all. And do you know what I th I think that the real the real crime um, at, at Newcastle United was the fact that they they got rid of him and Chris Waddle all in one season, and they yeah. were they were just kids. Two one kids. after another. Yeah, yeah. I and I and when it happened, I, I I just found myself shaking my head, saying, "What the hell are they doing?" They must be absolutely skint and desperate for money. That's all I could think. Richard Morris says, does Malcolm think John Joe Shelby will be a regular next season or would he move him on? Do you think he'd just be a squad player if he stays, Mal? Personally, um, considering what his age is, I would move him on now because I think... Um, Particularly if if this Nick, Nick, uh, Nikita Key comes in, um, I, I I think that we are going to be well served in midfield. Well served. Do you keep him as a squad player? Mm, uh, I think there are there are others who who, who can um, who can be relied upon. Um, John Joe Shelby lacks pace. The Premiership demands pace um the the uh, and and john and john joe bless him because he lacks pace he has to slow the game down and he's slowing the game down to a pace that other newcastle players don't want to play at um it's got to be at his pace because he can't keep up with um with 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 the quicker pace of others um, and so, and he's very good at controlling the game, but it doesn't work. And I think that we we saw that leading up to um, lead, uh, leading up to uh, Christmas last, um, and, and with a dreadful run of results that Newcastle had, um, uh, uh, because it wasn't working. Nothing was working, and yet there was John Joe Shelby looking looking brilliant in midfield but the rest of the team just wasn't functioning um and so uh i i i feel that there are other other ways to go and considering his age i would i would personally say john joe you need to play so um let's get your club elsewhere yeah, okay. Uh, and next question is from John Askew. He says, Hi, all. Uh, Mal, you love playing with John Tudor, but what about Alan Gowling? He says, I know Gordon Lee was a factor on this one. <laughs> yes, he was. Um, and people might not be aware, but uh, Alan Gowling came uh, came in um, in the closed season, and I found myself being played um uh, it, it, more in a midfield role which was crazy absolutely crazy um but i i um i, I continued to get forward and um and, and get goals um and i i think overall in in all competitions i picked him by by one, I think it was, 
he scored more league goals, but I scored a lot more cup goals. And of course, that season we got to the League Cup final um, against Man City. Um, and with Alan, I found I I made him a lot of goals. He, but he was a player who didn't make it for others. Um, he and he would score certainly, and we and, and everybody benefited by that. Um, but he but he didn't set other people up at all. Um, and but what happened at the, at the beginning of the season, and and whether or not this caused Gordon Lee to start messing about with me, um, he came into the dressing room and he stood in front of me and he said to me, he said, I have just signed the man who is going to score more goals than you. And I just looked at him and I said, he doesn't exist. <laughs> I love that answer, like. <laughs> and so, um, and so uh, I was played in midfield, but I, I still get getting forward all the way, all the while and, um, uh, and, and, and scored a lot of goals. Yeah, okay. Uh, we'll just do a quick ad break. Uh, we've got plenty of questions. I've uh, got enough to get through the next uh, half. So uh, thank you for uh, sending them all in. Big shout out to uh, Nathan and Gareth at Spider Miner. Worldwide coverage uh, from the lads there. And it is the only cryptocurrency miner that can mine five different cryptocurrencies at the same time whilst using virtually no energy. And it's VPN protected. Buy yours now at www miner.spidervpn.org thanks to scott and the lads at skipsandbins.com telephone 0800 25 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com website www.skipsandbins.com easy contract free and pays you go waste collection thanks to lng family funeral directors 01913897245 and the garden of healing dispensary cbd hemp and cannabinoid specialists www.thegohd.com Thanks to QTechShop.co.uk, the makers of pool table and snooker tables in Walls End, Newcastle, and the guys who run our website, NUFCMatters.com. And thanks to Kai, meet the new Game Over screen, drop into a Clear Run device near you, available on Apple Store, Google Play, and ClearRun.game. Thanks to Media Arts for the help with the video side of things. And if you want to subscribe, hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner, and you can subscribe for free. We still do seven shows a week. Hit the thumb up to like the video, click share to share to your social media and drop into the comments box to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast providers. Usually goes up 24 hours after the show has finished on YouTube. If you want to become a member, you can either click join underneath the video or you can put your smartphone over the QR code and it takes you straight to the place on the website. Uh, if you do it that way, you get a cup, a pen, a membership card and a scarf and entry into the monthly draw. And of course, it's for a season ticket or a cash equivalent. Uh, and that will be next week. If you are a subscriber already, you can apply for your NUFC Matters car sticker by emailing John at nufcmatters.com don't forget we do support the food bank nufc fans foodbank.co.uk the match day bucket is virtual it is there 365 days of the year make sure you put a little donation in there uh, to help the food bank and uh, our end of season due friday, friday the 24th of june is edging ever closer tickets are 12 pound or 15 pound for an event at shearer's bar 24th of june doors are at seven o'clock 
Mick Lowe's and Andy Griffin uh, are doing the chat on stage. Last chance to get your raffle tickets as well for the Alan Shearer Bowl. $2.99 a ticket, uh, and there's 99 tickets left um, at the website, anywfcmatters.com. Sorry, 10 tickets left for that, so make sure you end up. We will be drawing that tomorrow. And last chance as well for tickets for the... Um, Screening of the craze Gangsters Behind Bars, which is uh, in aid of St. Bede's Palliative Care Unit in memory of me, ma'am, uh, which takes place Saturday at the 11th of June. And uh, that will be in the concert room at the Irish Centre. Doors are at 12, screening 12.30. Uh, tickets are £5 and all proceeds are going to the Palliative Care Unit who looked after me, ma'am, in her final days. So if you can get along to that, please do. Thanks to those who bought tickets who can't make it. Uh, you can buy those tickets well, from nufcmatters.com if you want to support that event. Thanks to everybody who has. Okay, uh, GM, thanks for this one. He says, hi, Mal. My eight-year-old uh, son, Lennon, thinks you're amazing. And he loves looking into the past of NUFC. He says, what advice would you give to an aspiring eight-year-old that wants to wear the black and white just like you did? It's a very, very good question. It really is. Um, and it's lovely to see, um, to see youngsters who are so keen and want to just get better and better and better. Um, uh, my advice would be, um, never be afraid to miss. And, the, and, and why I say that is that it, it's amazing how many footballers they'll, they'll have a shot, and this is even at the, at, at the very highest levels of the game, that uh, um, they'll get into the team um, and they'll have a shot at goal and it goes wide. And they get put off having another go and, and maybe they'll have another go some two weeks later and, and that goes wide as well or it goes over the bar. Um, and... and and so they get turned off of shooting. If you are going to score goals, you have to miss. The game is as simple as that. For um, and, and if you think along those lines, okay, that didn't come off. I'm going to keep practicing. Practice, practice, practice. Practice all the time. Um, when, when I... When I joined Newcastle, I continued to do exactly what I've been doing at Luton. As soon as the coach said, okay, uh, training session's over, I would say, right, goalkeeper, bag of balls, and I um, and, and even get a winger to come and, and cross the ball. And we'd work on crosses, we'd work on shooting, um, <coughs> all from different areas of the pitch. Um, and, and so the keepers we're getting good practice in but i would i was all the time you look to 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 narrow your shooting down and and until you 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 you're, you've got a huge um percentage of accuracy but it takes time and it takes hard work to get to that and never be afraid to miss keep shooting and keep working on on just narrowing it down um to to sticking it as many times as you can between the sticks and uh and, and 
and enjoy it. Always enjoy it. You will play, you will be a much, much better player when enjoying the game. And so, and, and what I, what I did as a, as a youngster, and I'm, and I'm not so sure that, um, that it can be done these days because it's very much in, in age groups. Um, but when I was at, at school playing in a, in a good level of, um, of football in the school leagues, um, that uh, I, that when I was, when I was sort of fourteen, I I started playing with the seventeen and eighteen year olds, and they were bigger than me, they were stronger than me, and I would get booted all over the place. But it was all experience for me. It was learning how to deal um, with those difficulties, um, and and overcoming them all the time and uh, and of course I, uh, the, the sort of tables turned by the time i got to sort of 19 20 and 21 i'd sort of matured and and, and and was um and was capable of looking after myself um and it, it wasn't until i was 21 that i really fully filled out matured body um wise uh, and my full strength was there, um, uh, and and Newcastle benefited by that. Um, but but for kids, um, don't be don't be concerned about having to play in a, in, a, in a particular position. It's always good to go and play in another position. Learn, so go and discover the problems. You know if if. if um, the, the problems of other positions so that so that you understand when you see somebody playing that position you, you understand what their problems are um and i should never forget when i um i joined tunbridge that was it was in in, in the league that was that was about two levels down from uh, the football league itself division four um uh, Division Two, as we now know it, League Two. Um, but uh, uh, Harry Haslam, the manager, um, bef before the first game of the season, um, it, it, it selected the team, and I had a number two on my back, and I'm left-footed, and I and I said to him, "Are you going to play me at right back?" Because you putting the number two on me we had a perfectly good left back um a, a left footed guy called vic acres um, uh, um who i saw funnily enough um saw him at the arsenal at the arsenal game because he had um he had been a coach for years with arsene wenger um uh, uh, with arsenal and um and so he had a great affiliation there but we started together as as kids playing in the southern league for tunbridge um, but he was left-footed, and I was left-footed. He was the, slightly the more senior, and so he was playing left-back. Harry Haslam said to me, Son, I'm playing you right-back because I'm going to ensure that you learn to kick with your right foot. And it was, and it was great experience. And so I played at right-back for a whole season 
um, and, and, and I improved greatly becoming a, a two-footed player as opposed to the one-footed player that I, that I was um, prior to that season. And so it expanded my game. Um, and, and so my advice is learn to play the game. Learn to play the game in, in the positions of others. Um, so that you can experience their problems, you can experience uh, how 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 they want to receive a pass. Always learn um, uh, how your teammates want to receive a pass, um, and you know, and and, and it, it can be just a couple of inches played in a in a slightly different way that suits the player much more um, than say just pinging it into um, into them and you know to always learn that take care when passing with others but most importantly of all always have the confidence to miss that I think is absolute key to be to being a success and if I remember rightly, that was the title of your book. <laughs> it was. It was. Yes, it was a, a title of uh, one of the books that I've done. Um, yeah. Because that, that was a book that was actually, uh, um, it was actually written um, for uh, to help kids uh, and how they should go out in the field and, and play play their game um, and. Uh, you know, and I've, I've seen, I've seen so many players, adult players, uh, um, playing at league level, who, uh, oh, that, that, they're really shot shy um, because they probably miss one earlier in the season, and oh, they're, they're, and then they're scared of missing again. If you're gonna score, you have to miss. Go well, on. GM. GM says, thanks for that, Malkin. You've just made a young kid very happy. So, oh, bless uh, you. All right. Brilliant. Good luck to you. I, wish, good, I good. really do wish you well. Yeah, good luck. Uh, Gavin King, good evening, mate. He says, all right, Steve, any chance Malcolm could give his opinion on which Newcastle player in the last 10 years reminds him of himself? No, nobody. No. Never seen myself in anybody. Um, never have, never... Uh, <coughs> When you played at the, the top at the top level, you, you you realize that all players are unique, and 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 so they're really all players are beyond comparison with others. You can find yourself as a manager having to decide: do I play this guy or do I play that guy? But it, they're never the same kind of players. Um, and and so uh, <coughs> uh, um, no, nobody has reminded me of myself. Um, I, uh, my game, I, I had I had great speed, and so I looked to use that always um, because it was it could be devastating um, on a defence. Um, and so I. No, I, I I can't find I can't think of anybody that I, I could say um, they reminded him, me of me. 
Okay, John Justice Allen from QTech says, would have loved to see Peter Beardsley and Malcolm in their prime lineup for Newcastle. That oh, would have been player. that, that oh, would have oh. been a sublime uh, pairing, he says. Yeah, what a player. Uh, he, he really was quite amazing, was Peter. Ian yeah. says, can Malcolm remember doing Phoenix from the Flames <laughs> with Badil and Skinner? He says they re recreated his five goals for England versus Cyprus. <laughs> I, I remember seeing that. I think it's on YouTube. I think it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, they um, they, they they really did wind me up on that. It was, it, but it was done in in such brilliant form. Um, seriously, if you've not seen it, folks, um, uh, do have a look on on YouTube. I'm sure that you'll find it. And it, it was it was I, I was living over in Milan in Italy, uh, North North Italy at the time, and and they came there and. Uh, Oh, they were just such a funny, funny pair of guys and that they and they had all of this thing worked out. And it was just lovely. And afterwards we went for lunch and uh and and it was it was wonderful just to sit there listening to the chat going on um with them and the and the uh, film crew. And they were going all over Europe. For those of you who want to watch it, I've just found it. I've stuck the link in the YouTube chat. You can go and watch it after oh, the show. Oh, brilliant. Oh, well done, Steve. Oh, yeah. that's great. Brilliant, though. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, brilliant. Oh, well yeah. worth a watch. I will not spoil yeah. it for anybody. Tim Tim Cairns, good evening, mate. He says, did you open a men's boutique in London, Malcolm, when you moved to Arsenal? He says, I used to go into your shop for an 80s browse. Super Mac was a trendsetter. <laughs> no, uh, I... I um... I had no plans uh, for doing that whatsoever. Um, the reason why I did it in Newcastle was that having come up from the south, that uh, Newcastle, it was, I, I've always thought that, um, that Newcastle shopping serves uh, the, the, the Geordie public very well indeed. But I just saw a gap in the market um, and, uh, and, and thought right yes I I, um, I know I know all the people who supply that kind of stuff um, to fill that gap in the market and, and, and so that's what we did and, uh, and and very successful it was too um, and uh, and I still get people now coming up to me um, and, and and saying uh, Said, oh, I, uh, I, I came into your shop and I bought it. I bought a pullover. Yeah, very nice it was, um, but it doesn't fit now. Can I have any money back? DLAO. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, Richard Morris again. He says, uh, Malcolm has always said Terry Hibbert was a great crosser of a ball. Who has he seen since Terry? That is even better. Anybody, Mal? Oh, who, who is better? Hmm. Do you know I, I I I'm not great. I'm not impressed uh, by um, by players today with their crossing. Not impressed at all. How many times do you see it cut off by the first man at the near post? And and, and oh and. And we always used to say, you've got to beat the first man, got to beat the first man. And as long as you get it past him, 
then the forwards have always got a chance. But if it's being cut, cut off, cut out, um, some yards in front all the while, because if you get in front of that first man to, to get your head to the ball, say, you're at such a, 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 um, an acute angle to the goal itself that you're never going to be able to direct it goalwards. The, the, the angle is so narrow that you just can't do it. So, um, ah, and uh, so do watch when you when you're watching your football. Watch how many times the first man is hit. Um, yeah, there. Um, I'll tell you who. who oh, yeah, uh, a terrific cross of the ball was a County Durham lad, um, Dave Thomas, um, who, who's back up living in um, County Durham. Bless him. Um, and I played with, he, he played for QPR. Um, and uh, and while he was playing there, he played in, in the England squad and, and, and he, he set me up for, for a number of goals with his crossing. Absolutely tremendous. Um, uh, uh, but who in the modern game you know, the, the, I, as I say, I'm I'm just very disappointed at the standard of crossing, at the standard of corner kicks as well. Um, that, that that's something that sides really should be working hard at. Um, it, it, they fall short all too often, um, and also. <clears throat> It's the kind of cross that you that is coming in that dictates where you go as a forward, where you take yeah. the position up. And if you if you watch now, that that for a corner kick or for a free kick, that uh, well let's take a corner kick first. But players they just go and stand, and they're all and they're all around the edge of the six yard box. What you never see is somebody coming out and then and then coming in on a run and if you come in on a run you could always get feet loads of feet above um the standing jumper because you're on a run and it gives you greater momentum you get much higher um but i, I never see players on a run getting a header at goal though so, yes i did joe linton Joe Linton away. Um, was it down at Brentford? Yeah, was, yeah. He on the far post. Absolutely terrific. Um, and, and, and as a player, as a manager, oh, see that. And, and you, I, I, just, I would just encourage the player to, to do it again and again and again. Um, and, but I've not seen Joe Linton do that much at all um I, I, so it, it's it, it's such a shame if you if you find a bit of a winning formula which he did for that particular game scoring that particular goal do it do it all the time but but it what it was as if he didn't learn uh, and, and and i didn't see him getting into those positions again um <clears throat> 
Um, so, uh, yeah, um, hmm, I can't think of a, of, of somebody who, who, who was a good crosser of the, of a ball. Mm-hmm. Better than better than Terry. Blue Rhythm Boy, uh, we've got about seven or eight minutes left. See if we can get through the last of these questions. Question for Mal, did you ever score against Newcastle after you left us? And if so, did you celebrate the goal? And do you think players should celebrate against former clubs? It doesn't bother me, he says. <laughs> um, well, I, I think that there's, there's going to be a number of people who are watching and listening to this, screaming at their screens, um, you obviously didn't see him um, playing his first game against Newcastle. What happened was that, um, I, of course, I joined Arsenal, and um, and we were playing Newcastle at home on the on the Saturday. There was freezing weather, and all pitches throughout the country were frozen solid. And therefore, there was only one game on in the whole country. And that was the Arsenal-Newcastle game because Arsenal were the only club with under-soil heating. And, and so the BBC Match of the Day cameras were all switched from wherever it was they were going to be and redirected to go set up at um, Highbury because the game was guaranteed to be on. Um, and, uh, and on the... Um, on the Friday, Alan Ball came into the dressing room and and he said, and he had a, 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 a newspaper in his hand and he said, have I seen this? No, old crap. And he was going absolutely berserk waving this newspaper. And, and, and he took a, um, a couple of pages out of the sports section and he, and he went across to the notice board and he pinned these pages up and he said, he said, get yourselves across here and read that load of crap. And it was Gordon Lee. And he was having such a go at me. He was calling me all sorts. Um, and, and, and so <clears throat> when everybody had read it, um, we usually um, then would, we would have a team talk on the Friday after training. And everybody had read this. So we sat, and, and the managers wanted to get on with the team talk, and Paulie said, "said never mind that," and he and he went round all the players, and he said, "We are going to murder them tomorrow. How dare they talk about our centre forward like that?" And and uh, and he just wound everybody up. He came in the next day, still winding everybody up, and um, and. It, it really worked. Bawley had this infectious way of, of, of getting everybody really stirred. And and so um, we we went out and we finished up winning the game 5-3 and I, I, and I scored a hat-trick in it. Um, I didn't see it as any slight to Newcastle or uh, the players or the supporters, but I walked over to Gordon Lee and I just said, stick that up, you. <laughs> where the sun don't shine 
<laughs> okay, we've got about four or five minutes left. Let's see what we can get through. Tom Dixon asks uh, 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 one which we can answer um, about this week's England games. He says, have you been watching the England games, Mal? It looks a hard group they're in. Do you think they will qualify? You know what I think, Mal, before you answer? Mm. I just think it's ridiculous. I think it, I know we would have had the World Cup normally um, at this point of the, yes. the year, but the players look knackered. The players yeah. look completely uninterested because it's not a tournament which... It's not the World Cup. It's not the it's not the European Championships. So I get the feeling the players just want to have four or five weeks off with their families before the Premier League starts yes. early because of the World Cup. Well, yes, because also with the with the World Cup, the season's being the start of it is being brought forward, um, and so the players aren't really going to get themselves a holiday. And considering that we've just had two years of lockdown where players haven't really been able to get away on holiday with their families. You know, nobody's really been able to get away until this summer. Um, and even then, it's total utter chaos. But nevertheless, um, yes, I find it all um, uh, uh, quite unnecessary to have a tournament right now. Um, it's going to be one hell of a season coming up, particularly for... For, for the Welsh and the um, and the English squad players, uh, that all of a sudden, midway through the season, they've got to uh, get packed up and, and ship out and go and play in the most horrendous temperatures. Um, so, um, but uh, I was in, I was hugely disappointed with the way that England performed against. Um, against Hungary. They improved somewhat against Germany, but nevertheless, I thought Germany were were a far better side. They were they were far more energetic um, uh, and, and much better organized. And um, yeah, so I haven't been all overly impressed with England whatsoever. Last, so last question to Vince Smith. He says, I've just watched a DVD where you were talking about Alan Ball um, in the Cyprus game. Um, he said, did you think you could do it before the match? Um, did I think I did could think, do it? Did you think you would get the record before the Cyprus game uh, when you scored the five goals? Um, I thought I could get the record every game I played. You know that it, it was goal scoring that's what i did um and so um you know I, I i went looking to score as many goals as possible um and uh, uh, uh and when you when you've got when you've got people focused in the same manner as you um like alan ball mick shannon alan hudson and they and they had said before the game right we're going to be getting the ball in the box for you and by heavens they did all of them um and and so yeah uh, uh, you, you've got to set you've got to set your sights high um and and i have to say that there is there is something going on in the game um in the modern game of today how many times do you see um a player and harry kane in particular playing for england he scores two goals and the manager takes him off, substitutes him. What's that all about, for heaven's sake? You know, 
let him let him stay on let him get his hat trick um and uh i i i really don't understand it i'm if if a manager when i've scored two goals if a manager tried to get me off i would go absolutely berserk i really would <laughs> because i'm a goal scorer i'm there i'm scoring goals i'm going to get more um so you know that's that's my lifeblood scoring goals so don't stop me from doing it i can't do it from the bench for heaven's sake um so uh yeah i would be pretty annoyed on that one pretty annoyed but when i um when i went out i was very grateful to the guys they they set the whole situation up for me um and uh it would have been nice to have got the six that was the that was the absolute record of all the records um but uh never mind i got five i got the wembley record brilliant stuff and a great place to finish uh that hour has passed very quickly thank you to everybody uh for sending in their questions it's always nice when we can do a, a live q a with malcolm uh, i'll be back tomorrow night four o'clock at the slightly earlier time four o'clock till six o'clock with the three amigos and with Keith, have a great uh, evening, Malcolm, and look forward to catching up with you next week. Take care. Okay, lovely. And you, Steve. I hope it goes up, um, really well for you on Saturday. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.